Hey, have you ever heard these words? But mom, you promised. (laughs) Maybe you've heard those words. Maybe you've said those words. We are celebrating here in our country Mother's Day. So we want to shout out to the moms out there today. We're so grateful. You know, we really all have this in common. We all have a mom or have had a mom. My mom uh, went home to be with the Lord a little over a year ago, but from everything I read, she's had a great year with Jesus, and uh, we're so grateful for that. Today, we're uh, just privileged to be here together. Thanks for inviting us into your home. Um, as I was thinking about moms and kids and Sunday school, somehow that all came together. I I thought of an old Sunday school song that really fits the theme of uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So I brought my little itty bitty guitar, actually called an ukulele. Um, This is an old Sunday school song. I can't remember the first time I heard it, but uh, we'll sing it through a couple times. If you uh, want to join me, that'd be great. It's about the Bible and the promises of God. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. All are blessings of his love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. Think you got it? Let's try it. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. All the blessings of his love divine Every promise in the book is mine Once more Every promise in the book is mine Every chapter, every verse, every line All the blessings of his love divine Every promise in the book is mine Yeah, a little ukulele there this morning So the last time I had a chance to be with you on a Sunday morning, we had talked about the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Uh, It's found in Luke chapter 24. If you remember, these two guys were walking. It was the day of the resurrection, and they were heading back to the city of Emmaus, a little village, actually. And on the walk, they were talking about everything that had happened. And someone joined them. They didn't recognize who it was, but it wasn't too long after they invited this stranger into their house, that as he broke the bread, they realized it was Jesus and he was taken from their sight. Well, they jumped up and they headed right back to Jerusalem and they found the other disciples who were gathered in an upper room. They're afraid for their lives, really afraid of the Jews, but they were talking about what had happened that day and and how the women had, had said that the tomb was empty. And they, of course, told their amazing story. This is the scene as we join it again in Luke chapter 24. I'd like to begin reading at verse 40. If you have your Bible, I encourage you to follow along. Jesus is the one speaking. He's appeared to them out of nowhere, uh, scares the tar out of them. And, and once he's got them calmed down, just says, peace be with you and helps him realize that it's really him, flesh and blood. He says this, starting at verse 40. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? 
they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. What amazing portion of scripture. Jesus showing up out of nowhere. The last time many of them had seen him, he was dying on a cross. In fact, they watched him die there, watched him carried away. But now he's with them again. They're shocked. They're surprised. I mean, it says that they, they couldn't even hardly believe it because of the joy and the amazement. It's like the greatest thing happened. They're going, I can't believe it. I can't. It's true, but I can't believe it. It's so great. And it was so great. Christ had risen from the dead. He'd conquered death and the grave. You see, when Jesus makes a promise, he keeps his promise. The circumstances of life don't change the faithfulness of God. God had made a promise. That promise had been echoed throughout the pages of the Old Testament. In fact, I was in my devotions this week reading in the book of Joshua that incredible story of how leadership of the people of God was handed from Moses to Joshua and they would enter the land and face so many battles. But at every turn, they saw the faithfulness of God. Even when they were unfaithful, they were called back into relationship with the Lord and, and saw his faithfulness move in powerful ways. It was toward the end of the book of Joshua. In fact, it's Joshua 23. I want you to hear these words. As Joshua is an old man, he says, Now I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. When God makes a promise, his promises are faithful. You can count on them. I'd like to just point out three things. There's promise throughout these verses today that we just read. A promise for understanding. I love this. It's verse 45. It says, Then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the Scripture. Oh, there's a prayer. Lord, would you open my mind to understand the Scriptures? You know, the Bible says that the, the Bible is a spiritually discerned book. It's part of the work of the Holy Spirit that he really takes the 
the blinders off for us and enables us to see his word and to understand his word in a new way. It's really what Jesus did on the road to Emmaus with the the disciples that were walking there. It says he opened his word to them and began to explain to them everything that Moses and the prophets had proclaimed. Here again, as he's with the disciples, he goes back to that same theme. Just think of what he reminds them of. Verse 44, he says, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Promises fulfilled. It's what Joshua hearkened back to. At the end of his life, he could look back and say, God has kept all his promises. Earlier this week in Psalm 56, I came across this amazing verse. It's verse 3 of Psalm 56. It says, When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust and I'm not afraid. Our God makes faithful promises. Jesus said God has promised that the Messiah would suffer and die, but he would be raised again on the third day. That promise was kept. Jesus is worthy of all of our trust. He's faithful. He's true. He is the truth. And he wants to open our minds to understand the scripture. He he said, seek me and you'll find me. Knock and the door will be opened. Jesus also said this, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Wonderful freedom for life and living as God begins to do his heart work on us and then opens our minds to understand the scripture. You see, the circumstances of life don't change the faithful promises of God. God remains faithful forever. Secondly, there's a promise of forgiveness. It's something that Jesus began his ministry with. And here at the end, we hear this theme again. It's verse 47 as you follow along. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. This is really just about the very end of Jesus walking with his disciples in a way they could see him and touch him. That was soon to change. But at this moment, he reminds them of what he had begun his earthly ministry with. In case you've forgotten, it's found in Mark chapter 1. It says, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent. And believe the good news. Repent and believe the good news. You know, as you read the scripture from Old Testament through the New, you will see this theme over and over again. This call to turn from our sin and to turn from God. 
to recognize, to understand from the scripture, to have our minds brought to a place of understanding the dreadful danger of what sin has done to us in our lives, how it has spiritually killed us, and God's loving call that we would turn from our sin and come to him to repent and then to believe. To believe simply means to trust him. You know, that's really the nature of relationship, to come to a place in relationship with someone and knowing you can trust them. Jesus is one you can always trust. And when he calls you to turn from things that are causing you to stumble and trip up in your life, causing woundedness and pain in you and the people around you, when he calls you to repentance, you can trust he does that because of his love for you. And then he calls you to trust him, to trust that what he did on the cross by the shedding of his blood has made complete washing away of your sin possible as you simply entrust yourself to the saving work of Jesus Christ. Repent and believe. He said that this message would be proclaimed, preached to all the nations you know, during this uh, this time of being more locked up in our homes than usual, I've been doing the little Facebook thing more, and I'm not really good at that, but I've learned a couple things. There, there's a little thing you can hit that says like, and if you hit like, uh, it lets the person who sent the message know that you saw it and you liked it. But I also realize there's something else you can do. You can share. And, and I realize that that's something way bigger than just liking. When you share, you can share it with your friends, you can share it with anybody who wants to see it. And the thought occurred to me, when it comes to Jesus and his message, do you like it? Hope so. But do we share it? You see, right now we are in a time in our history when there are people feeling so hopeless and so afraid And if you know Jesus, you know the one who can make sense of all of this for them. It's time to move beyond just liking and starting to share. You see, the world of people around you needs to realize that even when circumstances change, the faithfulness of God remains the same. And finally, there's a promise here of power. Listen to verse 49. Jesus said, I'm going to send to you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now, you see this little image of a a lighted match, and and I saw this verse with that little light, that, that little flame, and it intrigued me because I thought, When Jesus made this promise, when he said what the Father promised, it's going to come. This will become a reality. I wonder what the disciples really understood. Did did they understand the impact of what Jesus meant? Did they understand that in a very real sense, the spirit of Jesus was going to come and enter into them with power from on high? 
See, I don't think they got it. Maybe that little match, that little flickering flame, they got some of that. But see, even today, I wonder if we realize the power that Jesus has within him that he longs to put within you as you simply believe, to put his spirit within you, that his light would begin to shine in the darkness of your life and of my life, and that as his light shines in us, it would begin to shine into this dark world. You know, one little light can bring light to the darkest room. These are some dark days for us. It struck me also that Jesus told them to wait for the promise. And they would wait right there in Jerusalem. And at the moment he said this, they were pretty weak as they were waiting. My brain, when I read that, went to some favorite verses from the book of Isaiah. It's Isaiah 40. Here's what it says. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. So something I love to do, I'm a farm guy, and I love to get out in the country, and Casey and I will drive out in lakes country. I I love to watch for wildlife. Oh, there's a deer. Oh, I think that was a mink. But my favorite, my favorite is watching for eagles. I I count them. I really do. Every time we drive out there, I, I, I count. I go, oh, a two eagle day. This is a good day. We had a two eagle day. Last trip out, we saw an eagle on a nest. I'm not sure how many that counted for, how many were eggs in that nest, but wow, what a blessing. One day, I'm not making this up, we had a six eagle day. Every time I see an eagle, it reminds me of this incredible promise of God, even that when I'm weary, that he brings strength to the weary. Young men get tired. Old ones do too. So do young men and older women and children. This has been a tiring time, a a challenging time. In devotions this week, I came across an amazing verse. It's Psalm 57. Will you listen to this? Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me. For in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Oh, uh, I read that that morning and I just said, thank you, Lord. Thank you that today we can rest in the shadow of your wings until this disaster passes. Jesus showed up at a time when his disciples really needed him to show up. He still does that. Today, would you cry out to him? Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you to open my mind to understand your faithful promises again. Lord, I need to 
to turn from some things in my life and, and put my trust in you again. And Lord, I pray that you would come by your Spirit and empower me fresh and anew. You see, circumstances change, but the faithfulness of our God does not change. His promises are always faithful and true. And I'd, I'd like to close with this incredible portion of Scripture. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him, Christ, it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. The Lord sees you today. He loves you. You know, we on this Mother's Day think of uh, the wonder of a love of a good mom. That's just a little bit of a shadow of the incredible love that our Heavenly Father has for us, that He has for you. Moms want the best for their kids. Your Heavenly Father wants the very best for you. And He invites you to come to hear His promises again and to know you can trust Him because He is faithful and good and true. And He always keeps His promises. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, how we praise you for your faithfulness to us as people. Lord, we are not always faithful. We stumble and fall badly. But Lord, you remain the faithful one. And so, Lord, today we come to you. We ask you, Lord, as you see us, that you would come and do your powerful work, fresh and anew, in each heart, in my heart. Lord, how we need you. And Lord, we pray that as we come to trust in you more and more, we would not only just like what you do, but we would begin to share the wonder of who you are with the people around us who need to know of your amazing love. Lord, equip us to this task. May we serve you with joy, even in challenging days, knowing that your faithfulness remains always. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.